Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Hey everybody, welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Les Jackson, the other guy at the other mic is Fred Staub. Hello. We are here each and every week live because, hey, we have to be. First, (laughs) we we, like it. Secondly, the industry, the auto industry (laughs) changes so much uh, that we have to stay awake 24 hours a day to follow it. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. That's true, coffee. Les. Yeah, a lot of coffee, <laughs> Les. And uh, one of the events this week that involved uh, staying awake, because there's a lot going on, it almost didn't happen. CES is almost. back, and it's one of the most automotive technology-filled shows out there. We're going to have some details, aren't we? We are. Uh, a lot, a lot happened. At C- it always does at CES. And over at Mercedes... They off, uh, show off their Vision EQXX. Here we go with the with the letters again. <laughs> uh, dozens of innovations, really slick looking, almost Lamborghini-ish in yeah. the back. Yeah, very, very, very cool. Uh, they show that off. Tons of technology, as they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chrysler kind of calls back a bit of its history with something they're calling the airflow, Les Jackson. Well, that you know, that's a great name. It's a wonderful name uh, from the 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic car. And I won't sing it. Oh, that's but good. It kicks <laughs> just keep getting harder to find. Uh, <laughs> Nissan kicks off the 22 kicks with affordability and fun and uh it's a i like the kicks yeah that's a vehicle you can get for about twenty two thousand dollars yes you well, still can get today them. you can't <laughs> <laughs> and we're also going to talk about uh you and i had a chance to interview scott hoskinson who's the lead uh production manager or program manager for battery electric trucks for gm we talked about the silverado ev didn't we and uh, we're going to have an interview yep. with Scott uh, because uh, this is a over a 600 horsepower monster, um, and it actually kind of brings back some good things from another truck from the past, doesn't it? It sure does, and uh, this is a big deal. And Scott is, as we saw, was very enthusiastic, as is GM, because you know they had to come back. Uh, and compete with Ford's Lightning, and I think they've done a good job. Yeah, and then I'm also going to have an at-the-wheel review of the Honda Ridgeline Sport. This is the HPD edition, so we'll tell you about that. That is a lot to get to, and we are so glad you're along for the ride at Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We will be right back, so stay tuned to Cruise Control, 
your on-air automotive magazine. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. My co-host is none other than Les Jackson, as it has been, uh, wow, since the early 2000s. More than 20 years. Yeah, more than 20 years, and... I was only 14 at the time. It was amazing. You were a child prodigy well, on the I radio. Well, I haven't taken care of myself. But... <laughs> 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 oh, just, sometimes you crack me up. I don't know what to say about it. But uh, let's, uh, let's move over to a new vehicle that Mercedes has uh, shown off at the CES show. Now, we didn't even know the CES show, if it was going to happen. Uh, a lot of our friends were saying, no, we're not going. And, you know, it's it's it did happen, though. And the Vision it, EQXS. It squeaked through. It squeaked it barely through. squeaked through, but it did. Mm. Now, the, v, the Vision EQXX, also a difficult name to say, Mercedes. I'm uh, going to call it the EQ20. <laughs> Roman numerals. Okay. It's right. easier to easier to say. The the concept here, this is sort of a talking tech for us too. The concept here was what if efficiency was like horsepower and you wanted to be the most efficient, have the most efficient vehicle on the road and that was the exciting angle behind that and that's what they have come up with for this Vision EQ20 as you like to call it. Um, and it has to do with aerodynamics. It's got a 0.17 CD, Ooh. Uh, which makes it super slippery. I mean, they, they let the the uh, shape of the vehicle be driven by aerodynamics. That was the key and most important thing there. But they haven't stopped there. It, it's, got, it's electric, and it's got a range of 620 miles. 620. That's, that's serious range. Yeah. But they don't stop there. They build it with a lot of uh, innovative recycled and plant-based materials. No, it is not built from tofu, Les Jackson. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not. It and does not have tofu seats. And you can't eat it. No, you probably would not want to. But it does have uh, things like vegan-friendly seats. And a lot of materials are made from uh, recycled materials. Uh, this whole thing was designed in just 18 months, went from a, a, an idea, a concept in someone's head all the way up to this vehicle. Uh, it's got lightweight brakes. Disc brakes are made from an aluminum alloy. Hmm. Uh, rolling efficiency, lightweight magnesium wheels with... Uh, aerodynamic covers, a lot of 3D printing uh, in the vehicle, uh, a software-driven approach to achieving goals and rapid development. So this this is technology all the way through this vehicle. Um, it has solar power, which adds about 117 solar cells to the roof, which add 
probably about 15 miles of range to your trip. Uh, it has a heat pump that sucks up heat generated by the drive system and uses it to heat or cool the vehicle. Remember, I always said, I think heat, waste heat recovery will be a big thing in the future. Absolutely. That is the future uh, in engineering and everything, everything around your house. Oh, yeah. I mean, why just let that heat go out into the air? Sort of like when I cook something right. in the oven and it's a cold day, I open the oven and I let the heat go out. Yeah. And, you know, don't turn on the vent fan. No, exactly. Because you, you treated that air. Now you're letting it out. Um, it uses something called bi- bio nexx casting. I don't know <laughs> how they do this. Um it is a digital techniques and software used to develop the casting of various pieces for this vehicle. Uh, there is a, a advanced body shell uh, with lightweight materials, but having crash resistance. Neuromorphic computing. It, they call it a car that thinks like you. Um, so they uh, are using neural networks. Uh, with coded discrete spikes and energy is only consumed when the spike occurs. That's sort of like bust wiring. I think that's what that is. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and the, the technology goes on and on uh, for this vehicle. And uh, here's some examples of it. It, it uses less than tel- 10 kilowatts of electrical energy to travel 100 kilometers that's like running your dryer for just three hours or an air conditioner for three hours. So very yeah, efficient. That's if, very efficient. What if efficiency was like horsepower? That's what they're saying. Hey, when we come back, we got plenty more. We're going to talk about uh, some updates from Chrysler. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Fred and I are talking about the CES show and all mm-hmm. the stuff going on. I tell you, this this year has uh, has started off with a huge bang in the auto industry. Yeah. I mean, Uh, CES used to be the land of TVs and gadgets, and it became a great automotive show. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, it's still gadgets. I mean, I like that part of it, too. But uh, Well, see, as far as home gadgets, I have sent letters to all the manufacturers saying, (laughs) I'm not going to buy anything anymore unless you promise you'll never change it. (laughs) <laughs> well i'm, just, I'm here, tired of the instruction manuals uh let's get into something that is changing and it's probably good because the last time yep. the chrysler airflow name was used was in the 30s right for aerodynamic it was, it was a very aerodynamic looking car and it was a good car but it didn't sell well well this is very different looking and this looks very buildable to me door handles and yeah. side view oh, yeah. mirrors I mean, this could be out anytime soon, but uh, Chrysler showed off their airflow concept at the CES show in Las Vegas. Good looking vehicle. Really a nice looking vehicle. It is. Very buildable. This is the first SUV 
that I appeals enough to me that I would want to buy an SUV. Well, this is, uh, let me tell you a little bit about this vehicle. It's got level three autonomous driving capabilities, which will be updatable to a higher level over the air. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a panoramic roof, a calming color palette, Les Jackson. Evokes an open and airy lounge sort of effect. I know you're a loungy type of guy. Um, three hundred. You, you didn't write that. No. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right from the some, press release. <laughs> some marketing guy wrote that. It's got a 350 to 400 mile range with fast charge capability. And of course, you know, um, Stellantis, the parent of Chrysler, has been slow off the mark to announce some of their battery electric vehicles. So they, they took this turn at CES to show off this airflow model and announced that uh, they will be going full battery, Chrysler will be going full battery electric by 2028. Very much similar to what Cadillac is doing, kind of being the yep. lead for... Yep. Um, GM to to take that technology to basically their whole lineup. And uh, that's what Chrysler's going to do. Remember, when the folks from Stellantis came in, they said, Chrysler's got five years to prove itself. Otherwise, we might not keep it around. So this is how they're going to prove themselves with vehicles like this Airflow. The interior... I think this is a great move. I mean, in the past, I would have said this interior looks a little too futuristic, but... We're seeing this is the way it's going to go. Lots of screens, lots of uh, audio. Uh, oh, no, I shouldn't say audio. Light tricks and textures and patterns. Um, so this but, thing is very. But buildable. also, also very uh, not Spartan, but you know, not all fancied up. I, I guess elegant simplicity would be a loungy, Les Jackson. That's what term? it is. Loungy. That's what they're calling it. Loungy. Lounge, okay. <laughs> lounge lizard. You can be a lounge. I don't see. Yeah, that's what makes me think of lounge lizard. <laughs> I guess it's okay. Maybe that's the that that's what they'll say. It's okay to be a lounge lizard if you're in the Chrysler Airflow. I but, don't know. But uh, I think we will see this vehicle, and I think it is very close to production. That's that's what I think. Um, I and, agree. Yeah. Now, over uh, while we're on the CES uh, discussion, over at uh, GM, of course, we're going to talk a little bit later about their uh, Silverado EV. But this is their idea for the Equinox EV. It looks very similar in form to the um, Airflow, if you think about it. It it's, does. It's kind of the kind of the same. Um, what they've done with this these renderings here is they've kind of showed that they're pulling a little bit of that RS look uh, that they're using in the Trailblazer. And the RS look, frankly, comes from the Camaro, the uh, interior. If you look at that, there's a lot of Camaro cues in there. Mm -hmm. And that has been a very popular thing on the Trailblazer, a very popular um, trim level. And I think they're going to pull it forward in the Equinox. But if you look at the two, they look rather similar in style. They are small crossovers, almost, dare I say it, station wagon-like, right? You know, uh, I was going to say that if just you you got ahead of me, but yes, it's very station wagon-y in a 
really attractive way. Yeah. So, so that's a couple of new vehicles coming up. But what if you want to buy something right now, and you say, "I don't. I want something fun, but I don't want to spend a ton of money." Uh, well, we have some pricing information on the Nissan Kicks for 2022. This starts out; they're all front-wheel drive. None of them are all-wheel drive, but they are kind of like a crossover-looking type vehicle. Once again, they're marking it to younger buyers. Mm-hmm. The uh, Kicks S front-wheel drive starts at nineteen thousand seven hundred dollars. Then, if you go up a level, the Kicks. SV front wheel drive, uh, SV uh, twenty one thousand five fifty, and the top of the range with that Bose speaker system in the uh, headrest is twenty two thousand two hundred and forty dollars. So a good deal all the way around. They all come with a one six four cylinder engine, one hundred and twenty two horsepower, Android Auto, uh, Xtronic transmission. Not a bad little vehicle. It's uh, got standard Nissan safety shield um, and uh, automatic uh, exclusive rear automatic braking, class exclusive intelligent all-around monitor plus. Pretty cool vehicle. Yeah, Uh, it's a lot for the money. And between the base model and the uh, SR, which is the top of the line, not a big, you know, maybe about 2,000, 2,200 difference. Not not bad. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, just a little bit. Um, uh, and there's only one option package available. Now mileage is good. Thirty-six highway, thirty-one city, combined thirty-three. So not bad. And I do like it with black wheels. Because you know me, Les. Yes. I am the I I talk for the youth generation. Yes, you do. I you am the voice of the youth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh yep. No, but uh, it just proves you don't have to spend $40,000 to have a fun car that's got updated safety features. Um, It's got some style. It's got some capability. The only downside is if you're looking for all-wheel drive, the kicks is just not available in it. I don't think they'll ever make it available in it. They probably want you to step up to a a rogue sport or something like that to get all-wheel drive. Yeah, they're big market for the rogue. And the Rogue Sport, not a bad deal either. So uh, Nissan's got some some good deals. And once again, uh, that would be a pick for a first car. And wouldn't that be a great first car? (laughs) It really would. You know, um, got all the all the features, all the safety. And who doesn't love those those stitched together cameras when backing into a parking space? I tell you, I wouldn't get a vehicle without it. How about you? Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, every Everything should have that. Yeah. should be mandated. Hey, when we come back, we're going to uh, have our interview that we did uh, earlier in the week with Scott Huskinson, who's the lead program manager for battery electric vehicles uh, over at GM. You and I were pretty impressed with this Silverado EV. Um, it's 600 plus horsepower, 700 plus pound-feet of torque, 400 miles of range, 100 miles of charge in 10 minutes. Uh, and it, it kind of uh, has some features from the Avalanche. Remember that um, Chevy truck yep. with the mid-gate? Yep. The mid-gate, yeah. You could fold it down and put, you know, the universal uh, symbol of active lifestyle customers, the kayak in it. 
<laughs> and you can do that with Absolutely. this as well. It's, oh, I listen, I have my kayak right here against the wall. I just walk around with one. Just, you know, I, I go go into the supermarket and I have one. They're like, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, when we come back, though, we'll have that interview about the Silverado EV. So stay tuned to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Earlier in the week, right after it was revealed at CES, uh, you and I had a chance to speak with uh, Scott Hoskinson, who's lead program manager for Battery Electric Trucks. And it was about the Silverado Let's uh, let's listen to what he had to say. It's been a big week for GM, of course. The Silverado EV was revealed at the CES show in Las Vegas, and we wanted to know more about it. So we have Scott Hoskinson, who's the lead program manager for electric trucks at GM. Scott, good morning, and welcome to Cruise Control. Good morning. Great to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's uh, it was a big week for you, of course, we didn't know what was going to go on with CES, but you made it happen. And uh, I think that the first thing we should say about this Silverado EV is it is a brand new vehicle. It's not that you took the current gas-powered Silverado and added an electric, uh, electric drivetrain to it. This is brand new, isn't it? Right. Developed from the ground up on our Ultium EV platform. Wow. Wow. And... We also should say the big big news is right away, 400 miles of range. GM's President Mark Royce said uh, we're not going to do 200-mile uh, range vehicles, electric vehicles anymore. Uh, 400 is the new 200 and beyond. So this is, this is the first batter out of the box with, the, with that big range. Yeah, 400 miles is, is, is awesome. I mean, frankly, the truck is fantastic, right? And... Not only does it have 400 miles of range, but in our wide open watts mode, uh, if you notice 664 horsepower, 780 pound feet of torque, truly impressive revolutionary numbers. This is, we're very electric friendly here at Cruise Control because it's the future. Um, and it's just, it's hard to get your head around the fact that this is a truck. This is a big, heavy truck. Uh, and it has massive power, massive range, massive towing ability. Um, people are slowly learning that electric-powered vehicles uh, really do everything you want them to do. D- did you meet all the design parameters that you were hoping for, or did you? It looks to me like you went past them. Yeah, in fact, actually, that that capability and the technology and performance that that Ultium architecture gives us was a great starting point, right? We met all of the criteria for this athletic design that we wanted. We had the engineering bandwidth, like you said, to provide really impressive torque and horsepower, the towing, right? All of the things that truck customers really care about, we were able to to nail every one of our goals, which is to provide the customer with everything they would want in a truck. And while it is a truck, we should, uh, since it is a truck, we should also mention that it has 780 pounds of torque. So that will get work done. And let's mention a little bit about towing 10,000 pounds of towing, maximum towing, 
We understand from your video there's more to come on that too. So these numbers are are very close to uh, ICE vehicles for sure, the the uh, ICE versions of Silverado. Yep. So that that is amazing. And, uh, you know, you basically built the vehicle around the battery pack. The battery pack is the spine uh, and forms the frame of the vehicle, right? Yeah, so it's 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 this again. It's a revolutionary concept where you you have this Ultium architecture that is so stiff and so well architected that you can build a truck on it. You can you know we we share this architecture with the Hummer EV, so you have a Hummer based on this. You have this uh, Silverado EV based on this. It, it it truly provides you opportunities you could never do before. How what's the expected uh, life of the battery itself uh, and and how serviceable would it be uh, in the future? Because I'm sure fleet buyers particularly are going to want to know that. Sure, yeah, and, and fleet actually was one of our key points as we focused on this truck, right? I mean, we we saw the RST on the on the stage with with Mary Barra. We saw how beautiful it looks, right? But we also talked about our, our fleet trucks and the capability we're bringing to those. As you know, the batteries are are key to the confidence of any electric vehicle, right? And the Ultium battery cells that we're developing right now, you know, they're two generations better than what we, uh, what LG was developed with us for the Bolt and the and the uh, Bolt EUV. And General Motors continues to develop new technology, continues to work on creating better cells, more energy density, and we're going to always need to invest in that better technology. So the backbone of Ultium is the fact that the cells can be upgraded over time and that the architecture won't care about that. So you should be able to have no problems whatsoever in your a life cycle of your, of your, in this case, Silverado EV pickup truck. Yeah. And, and you have, uh, you've actually highlighted a couple of early adopters, uh, enterprise, uh, uh rental vehicles. Yep. And, uh, there's another company, a power company, I think. And, and what's interesting about there's the work truck version, which is going to be the first version that comes out. It actually yep. has a, uh, a, bra- a black front, uh, panel in the front, just like the current work truck, which has a black grill, which I thought was really interesting. And uh, we should talk, though, about the RST, which is the one you said was shown with Mary Barra uh, at, on the stage at CES. This thing not only is an electric vehicle, not only do you get 100 miles of range in 10 minutes, and that incredible, those incredible horsepower numbers and that, but it's also got a ton of other technology, including four wheel steering. And you kind of uh, call back to one of my favorite GM vehicles from the past, the Avalanche, because it's got a mid gate. So there, there's a lot to talk about right there, Scott. <laughs> sure. And like you said, again, that, that Ultium architecture gives you opportunities to do things you couldn't have done before. Right. And one of those, we looked at a traditional pickup truck and we said, you know, what's one of the most common shortcomings of a, of a full-size pickup truck, maybe with a short box. Mm-hmm. And that is you can't carry long cargo. Right. So you can, you can make a truck that's very long or you can make a truck that is more maneuverable and short. And we said, let's, let's do both. Mm-hmm. Right. So it does have some cues back to the, the avalanche and the things that the avalanche could do, but 
being a Silverado is core to this truck and, and being a true truck for a truck customer, we just want to enable them to do what they wanted to do, which is maybe in this case, I want to go haul you know, four by eight sheets of drywall or, or plywood or two by fours, but I don't want to have a truck that's so long I can't park it easily. Right. So we developed the 60, 40 split mid gate. So you could even have people in the back seat and have your long cargo. And then you have four wheel steering. So it maneuvers significantly better than it could have if it didn't have that. So like you said, we, we tried to hit, to hit every one of those customer usage scenarios for a full-size pickup truck and make them better than what they could get today. So Scott, the final question is where would people go if they want to get more information on the Silverado EV and maybe see some videos, see some pictures and get some more information. So the first place to go is Chevrolet.com where we have information up. You can see again, those stills and some of the video and some additional information about the truck. And additionally, if you're, if you're interested, you can be a hand raiser and you can find out information on, on res, uh, reserving a truck on at Chevrolet.com. All right. Well, Scott, mm-hmm. we both Les and I appreciate this and uh, we can't wait to drive it. I know Les is chomping at the bit. He loves to roll, roll on those I'm big ready hoops, to get a speeding 24s. ticket right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Scott. Uh, a lot of people, when I tell them what I do in that and I tell them to drive ele- electric vehicles, they say, oh, yeah, but they're slow. And with all huh. this horsepower and torque. <laughs> nope. I don't think that's going to be slow at all. I tell everyone, if you haven't driven an electric vehicle, you should because you'll be blown away. Truly impressive. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. Appreciate you joining us. On Appreciate Control. it, Scott. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, that was a great interview, Les. Uh, uh, you know, at the end there, you saw a little bit of a, another vehicle that we're going to be, or another version of the Silverado EV uh, that we're going to have, uh, and that is the Trail Boss. So the lineup is huge for the uh, Silverado EV and everything from the work truck to that RST. Pretty cool, right? It is cool. Um, Scott obviously was very enthusiastic about it because you know he's got a product to sell. He's got, got something that's just going to knock the socks off the buyers. Um, and, you know, he's happy. Yeah, and and I have to say, I thought the thing looked very futuristic, yet it had some great features like that mid-gate, which I always thought was a great idea. Um, and you know, the, it's going to be pricey, probably a hundred thousand dollars for the, uh, full, fully yeah. equipped model, but you get things like four wheel steering, another callback. We saw that a number of years ago from uh, the folks at GM, but, uh, Hey, when we come back, we're going to have an at the wheel review of the Honda Ridgeline. So stay tuned to cruise control, your on air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We are glad to be with you. We've been talking a little bit about future vehicles that were revealed at CES, but now let's talk about one vehicle that I was actually able to drive, and I have an at-the-wheel review of the Honda Ridgeline. 
The Honda Ridgeline, of course, is a medium pickup truck. That's how it's classified. It's very car-like and very unique. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. This was a 2021 model. And the big news for 2021, Les Jackson, is that the all of them are all-wheel drive. They all have standard IVTM for all-wheel drive, which is great. Mm. I, I, you know, yep. I, I think Gotta it's a, it. it's a great system. It has a snow mode. It has all different kinds of modes for, for, uh, traveling around. And that's great. There's a new exterior design. Basically it's fresh from the A pillars forward, uh, with a new rear bumper as well. And, uh, what they've done is they've added a physical volume knob to the vehicle, uh, for their infotainment system. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Ours had this HPD package, which is $2,800, had the 18-inch uh, HPD alloy wheels in gold, which I quite liked, fender flares, uh, an updated grill, HPD decals, and emblem. It doesn't really um, do anything to enhance the vehicle's off-road capability, um, but they will have eventually probably a trail sport model of this. That is their off-road brand with a little bit extra clearance, and that, that has not been announced. But the main thing about this vehicle, if you've never used one, it's got the magic tailgate. You can put it down like a regular tailgate or swing it out, which is great for loading things. And then I love that. The cool thing is it's got a trunk and a place for the spare tire underneath the bed. That's lockable storage. It's great. It's really deep, um, and it is, as one of my neighbors said, a game changer. There's a little compartment for storing straps and things for securing things. Uh, all come with a V6 engine and a nine-speed automatic. That nine-speed automatic was new for 2020. Uh, but uh, on the inside, you would think you're really in some kind of uh, Accord or something like that. Very car-like on the inside. And ours was the Sport model, which is unique here. Cloth seats, nice cloth seats, but normally we don't get the base model in a press vehicle. And, and we did get that in this vehicle, which was kind of cool. You so, know, that is rare. Um, very rare. Um, you know, one of the problems anyway. uh, I had with this is I could, could not connect my phone, my Android auto phone, to the infotainment system. Try as I might, I couldn't do it. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. Nice rear seats, how they fold up. A little bit taken from the the uh, fit where it has that bar that comes down so you can store things under the window. Handsome looking uh, truck though. It's got some arrow going on. Subtle arrow. The rear uh, glass is tilted back. There's a little bit of a spoiler on the on the back of the bed, which is nice. Um, I found it it drove really well, rode really well, yet had that utility in the bed. That bed, by the way, is made out of sheet-molded composites, so it is not a metal bed, so you don't need a bed liner whatsoever on that vehicle. And uh, the bed is about five, fo five foot four inches long, but with that extra storage underneath and the fact that you can work that tailgate in different ways, I think it would be a very useful vehicle. And you know, mid-sized trucks, uh, they, for a while there, there weren't a lot of them around. Uh, people weren't just kind of buying into that that part of the automotive segment. But now, of course, this has a lot of competition. Uh, Ford Ranger, Ford Maverick, uh, and uh, Colorado, and 
more and more and more every day. Santa Cruz from Hyundai. Um, it's just, it's really expanding. But uh, I, I think the real standout is the bed, for sure, with all that storage under there. Uh, it, it really, as uh, a friend of mine said, is a game changer for that. Uh, there's new contrast stitching on the seats. Uh, Sport trim has those new cloth seats. By the way, I, li- I actually like the cloth seats. I thought they were well done. Um, seat adjustment is yeah. manual. The shifter is a shifterless button type shifter, so there's more room on the inside. Um, while they did add that volume control to the infotainment system, I just could not get my phone to connect to it with Android Auto. Android Auto and Apple CarPlay are standard, but uh, I also found the graphics to be a little old school, sort of like uh, something from about 10 years ago. Um, But I, I am happy for the volume knob because before that it was a slider and that is just hard to use. Uh, good room in the rear when the seats fold up and there's storage underneath when they're down. A uh, little bit uh, at the sport level, a little bit lacking as far as USB connections for the rear seat passengers. There's really nothing in the way of USB or 12-volt connections. Um, but let's talk a little bit about pricing and fuel economy. Highways 24, 18 city, 21 combined. Not great numbers, hmm. really for a vehicle of this size. But uh, we can run down the pricing on the one we uh, had for review. By the way, it is built in Lincoln, Alabama, USA, uh, and the engine comes from the USA, and so does that nine-speed transmission. By the way, also, five-star overall uh, rating, government uh, crash rating and safety rating, and that is the only midsize pickup to get that rating. So if you want a midsize pickup and you're really concerned about that, this is the way to go, the uh, Honda Ridgeline. So ours was the Ridgeline all-wheel drive Sport. Uh, that has a base price of 36490 And then you add in what they call post-production options, mm-hmm. uh, including that HPD package, which was fender flares, the alloy wheels, the uh, grill, the HPD decals, and emblem. That was a $28, $28, package. Destination is $1,175 for a total of $40,860. Not bad these days when it comes to a midsize pickup truck. 280 horsepower, which is not bad out of that 3.5 liter V6. It's the only engine you can get with this. and a four-wheel independent suspension, which means it rode it rode like a car, uh, which is a good thing. Um, but you can uh, certainly step up and get more options. Things I would like, of course, are a wireless phone charger. I really, really like that. And I'd have to really research why I could con- not connect my phone. So maybe a nav system. All that can be had for more money with upgraded models. Uh, if I could get the Android Auto to work in this, though, the Sport model would be great because the Sport seats were not frumpy looking. They were nice cloth, nicely stitched with that contrasting stitched uh, cloth. Um, you can get all kinds of things for this. A function package with a hard tonneau cover, bed cargo net. You can get um, a utility package with running boards, roof rails, and crossbars. Uh, very, very nice truck, though. And the bed... I think other manufacturers could take could take note of this uh, to get that functionality and use that space under the bed 
for storage, lockable storage. It's it's just it's a great. Great idea. Yeah, yeah. I I was pretty impressed with it. The way it rode, the way it looked. Um, and um, I'll be interested if they'll do a trail sport version of this. I bet they will eventually as that rolls out. Right now, it's on the Passport, mm-hmm. their SUV, but I'm sure they will do a a, uh, a version of that. Can you imagine a version of that with uh, uh, even higher and a big winch on the front bumper? That's what you would go for, <laughs> I know, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's cool. Cool <laughs> vehicle. People love them. People love them. Uh, I would say it's a little bit more truck-like than uh, uh, the ridgelines of the past, which is not a bad thing. As you could see in that video, they actually made a pretend seam between the bed and the... Yeah, so... Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.